0: And now, here's a word from the Lord.
1: John chapter 1, verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. I want to talk today from the thought how to handle rejection. How to handle rejection. How to handle rejection. How many of you would agree that a Ferrari is a nice car? Anybody? Uh, I know some of you know from personal experience, uh, having owned one or two or five, uh, that a Ferrari is a nice car. A 2022 Ferrari 296 GTB will cost only around $250,000. Other models of Ferrari can cost as much as $350,000. A 2021 SF90 runs around A Ferrari has been a very reputable car to drive for decades. Back in 1958, a tractor manufacturer bought a Ferrari. He had owned several luxury automobiles like an Alfa Romeo, Mercedes, Jaguar, Maserati. There were some things about the Ferrari, though, that he didn't like, such as the road noise, the interior, the clutch, and the after-sale service. He was so dissatisfied with these issues, he personally brought them directly to the attention of Mr. Enzo Ferrari himself. Ferrari dismissed him, brushed him off. He he rejected his suggestions to make improvements. The The tractor manufacturer didn't allow the rejection of this help to get to him. His offer to help was dismissed, but it didn't make him resolve to never offer suggestions to anyone ever again. Do you know what he did? Y'all, 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 y- y- Mr. Fer- Ferruccio Lamborghini, the tractor manufacturer, he started manufacturing luxury sports cards himself around 1963. Rejection doesn't have to be the end of your world. Rejection doesn't have to ruin your life. But unfortunately, there are some people who have a hard time dealing with rejection. Whether it may be from a love interest, it may be rejection from a job opportunity or application for college or the military or being rejected after offering to help someone who really needs it. John tells us that Jesus experienced rejection. He came unto his own and his own received him not. This brings us to the first thing to shine the spotlight on today, the rejection of Christ The rejection of Christ. And it's important for us to note that it was prophesied that the Messiah would be rejected. Isaiah said in Isaiah 53 and 3, he was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. John said that he was was rejected by his own. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. Who was Jesus' own? Two ways to look at that. First of all, this was his own possession. His own possession he's Jesus is the word made flesh he's God who's become flesh and he, he's, he's God becoming flesh in the person of Jesus of Nazareth and dwelt or tabernacled hung out uh, chilled with his own possession Israel Israel is God's chosen people Israel belonged to him belonged to the father and belonged to Jesus are y'all with me so far. Uh, They were and still are God's possession Israel God's covenant people Jesus came unto his own Israel and his own did not receive him. He came to them in the person again of Jesus of Nazareth to save them from their sins to deliver them from the power and penalty of sin to snatch them from their bondage to sin and to heal them from the sickness of sin. But they did not receive him. God told Israel back in Exodus 19 and 5 when they were journeying from their captivity in Egypt on their sojourn to the promised land in Exodus 19 and 5 that they were to be his own special treasure, his own special treasure. His his own special treasure, his own kingdom of kings and priests, his holy nation, his own possession, God's own treasure, his special treasure, his pride and joy. He loved them. He loved them more than Popeye loved spinach. He loved them more than Cliff loved Claire, more than James loved Florida, more than George loved Wheezy, and way more than Ghost loved Tasha. They were his own special possession when the death angel here's how much he loved him when the death angel took a tour of egypt to destroy the firstborn of every household without the blood of the lamb sprinkled on the doorpost god made sure israel got the memo in advance and spared their firstborn males while egyptians were wailing over their losses god did that for them because they belonged to him He parted Red Seas for them. He drowned armies for them. He knocked down Jericho walls for them. They were his own special possession. And when he came to save them from their sins, they rejected him. God loved them so much He transferred a promised land flowing with milk and honey to them. He destroyed one thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass for them. God killed giants for them. He released fire from heaven upon a wet sacrifice for them. He became flesh in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, came to His own possession to save them, deliver them, redeem them, and heal them. And they did not receive them. Uh, did not receive Him. They were His own special. Possess- The other way I want to look at this is they were his own people. They were his own people. Jesus, Jesus as a Jew was related to them. He could, he was related to them and he could relate to them. Say that again. He was related to them and he could relate to them he came unto his own his own kind his own kinfolk he was in so many respects he was just like them these are his kinfolk with whom jesus shared a heritage and a history uh, he, he, he was their fellow kinsmen from the tribe of judah these are folks who can relate to the bondage of their ancestors in egypt until they were delivered by god through moses these are his own people with whom he shared heroes like noah abraham moses david and elijah they shared she Shiros she like Sarah Rahab Deborah Esther and Ruth they celebrated the Passover and Jesus did too they worshipped at the synagogue on the Sabbath and Jesus did too Israel was oppressed under Roman rule and Jesus was too Israel was mostly impoverished and Jesus was too they felt some kind of way about their religious leaders and Jesus did too they were his people he was related to them and could relate to them He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Sometimes it's your own people. Who reject you people to whom you're related and people that you can relate to it can be your own people who refuse what you offer your own kinfolk your own homies people who share your background your ethnicity your social economic status your faith your beliefs your principles your political views your pain your frustration your aspirations your hopes your dreams your own people sometimes it's your own people who reject you but one thing today's text is tailored to teach us is just because there your own doesn't mean they're your crowd just because they look like you doesn't mean they're going to receive you just because they worship who you worship worship where you worship live where you live talk like you talk walk with the same swagger with you, with which you walk doesn't mean they're your crowd Jesus was rejected He was rejected by his own, his own possession and his own people. And then, and then he was rejected by his own people despite his approach in coming to his own he was rejected by his own despite his approach and coming to his own y'all his approach what can we say of his approach in coming to reach save deliver heal his people he came in love but they received him not he came full of grace and truth and compassion but they received him not he came lowly meek and mild but they received him not he came to save his people from their sins but they received him not he came to deliver them and heal them from their from sin but he came to his own and his own received him not. He came to serve and not be served but his own received him not. He was born in a barn. He was born in poverty to a teenage mother. Some of us can relate to that. He didn't come rich, pompous, and privileged. Jesus wasn't an out-of-touch snob. He came in a way where he was touchable, accessible, relatable to the downtrodden, the poor, the oppressed. He tried to lift and empower his people as he preached about a kingdom where you're blessed when you're poor in spirit or pure in heart or a peacemaker or blessed when you're persecuted for righteousness sake his approach as he came to his own was one to help them in their worship so they would worship their father their heavenly father in spirit and in truth he taught them how to be ready for the end of the world like a virgin with plenty oil in her lamp his approach should have ha- should have had him warmly received and celebrated. All the days of his life he should have been celebrated in fact to the point where he died from old age or something on several occasions Jesus had banquets for the community with fish and bread and provided doggy bags when the feast was over he associated with the rejects of society the poor alcoholics prostitutes tax collectors he he helped so many people that he helped so many people that no one else could help No one else could help or no one else would even touch. He performed miracles for lepers, the demon-possessed, the dead, the blind, the lame, the deaf and mute, a woman who menstruated nonstop for 12 years. He went to Samaria, and of all the people he could have interacted with, Jesus spent time with a woman who ran through men like Elizabeth Taylor. It's been said after Elizabeth Taylor would get married, she'd tell her husband the same thing. Preachers tell their congregations, I promise not to keep you alone. Uh, Jesus (laughs) Jesus gave us so much he gave so much and did so much to help people any man any leader any teacher who dedicated his life to things like this should have been celebrated they should have been putting Jesus name on everything buildings everything Jesus street Jesus boulevard Jesus avenue Jesus elementary school Jesus middle school Jesus high school Jesus national park Jesus city Jesus field, Jesus town, they should have been taking Jesus day off from work they should have been putting Jesus stamps on their envelopes, they were putting in the mail, they should have had Jesus statues downtown, with the approach Jesus took to come and save deliver, redeem and heal his people he should have been celebrated by everyone throughout the annals of history rather the testimony is he was despised and rejected by his own he came unto his own and his own received him not, why Why was he rejected it wasn't the bait it wasn't the approach it wasn't the approach there was nothing wrong with the bait he used to reach people there was nothing wrong with his love his teaching his miracles even if they were performed on the sabbath there was nothing flawed in how he associated with sinners the disciples he had he had around him even to include peter jesus was not rejected because of anything he can be attributed fault no one can fault the master for how he preached against the religious leaders hypocrisy and self-righteousness or greed the same bait he used we need to use the same way he served we need to serve the same stance he took on hypocrisy self-righteousness and greed is the same stance we must take Jesus was rejected if you really want to know Jesus was rejected because human beings are susceptible to rejecting people we really need to receive We can all get an F sometimes for rejecting people we really need to receive We're all susceptible of doing a poor job of recognizing when someone is trying to help us We can reject people. We really need to receive and by the same token. We can receive people We really need to reject Can I get a witness here? Allow me to take this one step further We can get an F and how we reject people God sent to us to help us deliver us save us from trouble we can avoid and heal us from the wounds sin has left on our souls Jesus was rejected because people can do a horrible job when it comes to recognizing when someone is trying to help them America did this to Martin Luther King Jr. and so many others. In Tavis Smiley's book, Death of a King, it chronicles the last year of Martin Luther King Jr.'s life. Smiley Smiley shares how King lost a lot of popularity, especially after speaking out against the Vietnam War. His his non-violent approach to social change was being challenged and replaced by black power and the Black Panther movement. King came unto his own, and his own received him not. Martin Luther King Jr. didn't only belong to black people. He belonged to the poor, the people of every color. That would make him belong more to white people than black. He belonged to anyone who belonged in the beloved brotherhood, which was everyone. King belonged to anyone who should be judged by the content of their character rather than the color of their skin. He belonged to America. He came unto his own and his own gunned him down on the balcony of the Lorraine Motel. Human beings tend to reject people that we really need to receive. Human beings in every village, and every hamlet, every state, and every city, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics can do a horrible job of recognizing when someone is trying to help them. He was rejected. I know some of you are thinking, I know some of you are thinking that Jesus was rejected to fulfill prophecy. I won't disagree with you. I won't dis- uh, Isaiah did say that he was despised and rejected of men. I won't, I won't disagree with you. Isaiah told us the Messiah would be despised and rejected. But it can be easy to chalk up Jesus' rejection to the fulfillment of prophecy as if that makes it no big deal. And imagine that. Just think about that. That, that, that God said he would be despised and rejected. So every time they tried to stone Jesus, are you saying God was behind that? When, when they had that, when they had that jacked up trial to, to find him guilty of blasphemy, are you saying that God was behind that? When they mocked him and humiliated him and put the crown of thorns on his head and nails in his hand and feet and, and killed him and buried him, are you saying God was behind that? I'm not gonna argue with you if you say that he was. My question is, if you can say that about what Jesus, uh, in Jesus' experience with rejection, will you say that about your own? When folk are destroying your name, are you going to say, God is behind it? God be praised. When folk are lying on you for no reason, are you going to say, God is behind it? God be praised. Jesus told us in this life we would have tribulation. When we go through, do we say God is behind it as if that makes the pain go away, as if that makes the bleeding stop, as if that makes the tears to stop flowing? Do we say, oh, God be God is behind. God God must have had them do. No, we don't say that. We'd be ready to cuss somebody out. But maybe this is something we need to work on. Maybe this is something we need to mature in that when, when we're being rejected, when we're being attacked. For no reason, when we've only tried to help folk, maybe we need to say, God must be behind it and up to something because he's able to cause all things to work together for good. But the good news is, not everyone rejected Jesus. Some folk received him as Messiah, as Christ, as Savior, as the only begotten Son of God. Some folks rejected him. Some folks received him. Although Jesus was rejected, it did not stop him from serving those who received him. That's the message for today. That's the whole sermon. I don't have to preach the the remaining two hours of my notes. That's, that's 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 the message right there. Some folk rejected him. Some folk received him. Although Jesus was rejected, it did not stop him from serving those who received him. And this, y'all, is how we handle rejection. Serve the people who receive you. Don't worry about the ones who reject you. Don't break your neck trying to prove something to the ones who reject you. Don't lose sleep over the ones who reject you. Jesus shows us how to handle rejection From those who are trying to help, save, deliver, heal, bless, and lift, we serve the people who receive us. Jesus did not allow those who wanted to stone him to stop him. He served the people who received him as the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus was not stopped by those who labeled him as an alcoholic and questioned why he hung out with the people he hung out with. He served the people who received him. He was not stopped by those who said he cast out devils because he was a devil. He was was unstoppable and served those who received him. Some folks saw Jesus as nothing more than Joseph and Mary's son. He and his disciples were criticized for eating with dirty hands he was criticized for performing miracles on the Sabbath but he didn't allow criticism from people who would never ever see him for who he was people who would ne- people he could never please people he would never win over to stop him from serving those who would receive him we can learn a lot from Jesus example we can learn a lot and my encouragement to you today is be unstoppable you are going to experience rejection Get that in your spirit. I know it doesn't feel good. I know it doesn't encourage you. But you are going to experience rejection. You call yourself trying to help folk. You call yourself trying to lift people. You call yourself trying to empower people. You call yourself trying to serve people. You are going to experience some rejection. Don't let it stop you from serving those who receive you. Don't let rejection to define you. Don't allow rejection to stop you from letting God use you. While some folks don't want to be bothered with you, some are glad to be blessed by you some people including followers of Jesus do a poor job of dealing with rejection some resort to bitterness addiction, low self esteem low self worth, depression and even suicide. According to this website talkingaboutmenshealth.com they give five unhealthy ways men deal with rejection they claim that men tend to deal with rejection by resorting to anger and aggression, drinking gambling, self criticism and withdrawing Jesus dealt with rejection by serving those who received him that's the second final thing I want to talk about the reception of Christ the reception of Christ he came to his own and his own received him not but the verse continues verse 12 says but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name some received him there were some who accepted Jesus as the son of God the Christ as the Christ that they'd been looking for. They received him as the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. They received, embraced, honored Jesus as the word made flesh tabernacling with them they recognized Jesus as more than just the son of Mary and Joseph he was the lamb of God who had come to take away the sins of the world what's interesting is how those who rejected Jesus were mainly religious leaders and scholars of his day it was many of the Pharisees Sadducees scribes and chief priests who influenced many others to reject Jesus even with such hostility and hatred that they pushed his crucifixion on Calvary's cross on the other hand y'all on the other hand there were many who received Jesus people like the woman at the well in Samaria who Jesus Jesus had to go through Samaria and of all the people he could have interacted with in Samaria he interacts with this woman who can't keep a man but so impacted her she walked away ran away telling everybody in her neighborhood come and see a man then she raised the question he told he said she said he told me everything I ever did is he not the Christ she could see it she could get it but she's not the only one the two men the two men uh, walking on the road to Emmaus who were devastated after Jesus crucifixion they couldn't believe that the one that they had placed their hopes in to deliver Israel and transform Israel had been crucified and executed like a convict but they they bumped into this man and they did not recognize that it was actually Jesus not until after they had broke bread with him spent some time with him and then he left and then scales fell from their eyes and they realized that the one who had been in their presence was Jesus himself. And then they declared, did not our hearts burn while we've spent time with him, walking with him and hearing him break down the scriptures to help us better understand that what we were going through was something that had been prophesied all along. They could see it. They could get it they weren't the only ones andrew andrew could get it andrew received jesus as a matter of fact andrew was a disciple of john the baptist and john was conducting a baptism service uh, on the third sabbath of the month yeah he was conducting baptism service and he pointed at jesus jesus showed up by the side of the lake and he said there is the lamb of god who comes to take away the sins of the world andrew got curious and wanted to find out for himself jesus is walking away and andrew is walking behind him and asked if he could just spend a couple of days with Jesus. Where are you staying at? He talked like some of us talk. Where are you staying at? Jesus said, come and see. He spent some time with him and was so impacted by his time with Jesus, he had to run and get his brother. His brother was Simon Peter. He, he told Simon Peter, we found him. The one that we've been looking for, the one we've been expecting, the one God promised us, we found him. Pete, you've got to come see him for yourself. Pete, you've got to come spend some time with him yourself are y'all with me today andrew could see it andrew received it he's when he spent time with jesus he concluded we have found the christ so here comes simon here comes simon he spends time with peter he and 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 becomes a disciple of jesus to the point where as time progressed he and jesus was having a conversation jesus raised a question to his disciples peter and andrew and the rest of the boys oh what are folks saying about me out in the community what are people saying about me on social media what what who do people say that i the son of man am some say you're john the baptist raised from the dead some say you're elijah some say you're that prophet um all right i get it i get it um who do y'all say i am peter spoke up thou art the christ the son of the living god you're more than a man. You're more than a mere mortal. You're more than Joseph and Mary's son. You you are the Christ, the son of the living God very important y'all because Jesus responded to Peter y'all remember what he told Peter he said Pete flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you y'all remember him saying that flesh and blood did not reveal this listen you didn't just figure this out you didn't come to some logical conclusion no one told you this or taught you this you didn't come to understand this by watching what they said about me on CNN or Fox News you didn't come to this conclusion as a PhD who conducted research and based on finding what the data showed you conclude that I am the Messiah no it wasn't based on no data it wasn't based on the no CNN it wasn't based on any journalist my father in heaven showed you who I am He's revealed this unto you and maybe maybe that's what separated those who rejected Jesus from those who received Jesus. A revelation from the heavenly father and the same thing happens today. The Bible declares that those who have rejected Jesus are blinded by the enemy. 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 Satan who is the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So then when someone receives Jesus as Savior and Lord, it is the result of the Spirit of God drawing them to Jesus. Jesus said in John 6 and 4, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. Receiving Jesus as Savior and Lord is a supernatural thing. It is not a logical thing. It is not a reasonable or or a thing of reason. It does not happen naturally. It happens supernaturally in his own way. The Holy Ghost moves on a person. So they recognize Jesus for who he is and they recognize their need for him as Savior and Lord. This is what happened to Saul in Acts chapter 9. Saul in Acts chapter 9. He's anti-Jesus. He's anti-Jesus of being the Christ. He's anti-people of Jesus. He's on a rampage to find and, and, and crucify or, or kill whoever would align themselves with Jesus but on the on the on the road to Damascus he's arrested by Jesus knocked off his beats blinded for a couple days has a conversation with with Jesus Jesus asked him uh, Saul why why are you persecuting me and Saul responded who are you Lord I'm the one that you're persecuting don't you know you can't fight against me and win you, you can't fight what I'm doing in the earth and when you cannot fight against my program and prevail. Long story short, Saul gets converted. Saul, Saul, his brother Ananias comes to him, lays hands on him and Saul is converted. It took a move of God to change this man so filled with rage, so filled with anger so filled with violence it took a move of God to move on him and change him and that's exactly what God did that ought to tell all of us there is hope for those who have yet to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord so I want you to pray for them pray for them pray that the Lord moves on their hearts pray pray that God convicts them of their sins and brings them to a place of repentance and empowers them to become sons daughters of God share the gospel with them be light whenever you're around them be light at work be light on social media be light at the funeral be light at the wedding be light at the christmas gathering be light at the family reunion be light at the new year's party be light at the christmas christmas party be light so they can see the impact of jesus in your life Jesus said listen John said that Jesus empowered them to become the sons of God verse 12 of John 1 to as many as received him he gave power to become the sons of God that's what Jesus does he he gives power to become the sons of God anyone who receives him receives power to become a son or daughter or a child of God in other words a new birth happens look at verse 13 of John chapter 1 John chapter 1 verse 13 I'm almost finished but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name verse 13 says which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God when we receive Jesus we are born of the will of God God supernaturally births a new identity in our lives this is why Paul said in 2nd Corinthians 5 17. Therefore, if any man, any woman, any boy, any girl be in Christ, he, she is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's good news for someone looking to become a new person. That's good news for someone so disgusted with themselves that they wish they could get a do-over. Yes, when we receive Jesus, we are born all over again. In case you did not know, we must be born again. And when we receive Jesus, we are born all over again. I like the way one scholar puts it. When we receive Jesus, we have the power to become what we've never been before. Before Christ, you've never been a child of God, but in him you become one before Christ. You've never been holy before, but in him you become holy before Christ. You don't belong to God, but you once you receive his son, you become one of God's own special children. And let me ask y'all something. I want you to consider this when it comes to being a child of God. What on earth is more important than that? What is more important than becoming a child of God becoming famous? Becoming wealthy? Becoming a mom or a dad? Becoming an entrepreneur? What is more important than becoming a child of God? I submit to you nothing. Nothing is more important and critical than becoming a favorite child of God. But so many people invest so much effort toward becoming something that pales in comparison to becoming a child of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so many people strive to become this or that so they'll be accepted and respected and applauded or even worshipped. But what is more important than becoming a child of God? This is worth considering because if you reject Jesus, Jesus will reject you only Jesus can gift you with eternal life no one can give you life beyond the grave but him but if you reject Jesus he will reject you without Christ in your life as savior and lord you will be denied everlasting life I know y'all know the verse for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life baby can't nobody else give it to you but him no one has it for you but him no one loved you enough to die for you so you could have it but him if you reject Jesus Jesus will reject you and if you receive Jesus he will receive you he will not reject you we are guaranteed in his word that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved Jesus will not reject you no matter what you did no matter how you've been living Regardless of your drug of choice, Jesus will receive you. If you repent of your sins, receive him as your Savior and Lord, he will receive you, give you a new birth, and you will become a child of the living God, destined to spend eternity with him in glory. John testifies to this truth. He said, we beheld his glory. Look at verse 14, John chapter 1. When the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, God was made flesh. God became flesh for us, dwelt among us us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth john what are you saying john says listen we beheld his glory his beauty his divinity his power john and them seen it for themselves john was testifying as a witness who could give a first-hand account of jesus being more than a mere mortal more than a man that the word made flesh John says, I know because I've seen it for myself. Witnessed it firsthand. Although Jesus experienced rejection, John is one who testified as one who received Jesus and beheld his glory. I'm trying to tell y'all, John saw it. John experienced it. John was in the presence of it. May those who behold us see and experience and be impacted by the power of our Christ who abides inside the child of God Jesus gives us the power to become children of God and takes up residence on the inside of us that's what needs to shine through us even and especially when we have experienced rejection as a child of God as a child of God you have something to offer others that can supernaturally empower them to become something they never been before don't allow rejection to stifle your identity in Christ don't allow rejection to shut down God's operation through you you can empower others to become something they've never been before thinking like they never thought before trusting God like they never trusted him before surrender to his will like never before more fruitful than ever before praising like never before moving mountains like never before casting out devils like never before don't let rejection and being despised shut down how God can use you don't focus so much on those who reject you that you offer nothing to those who joyfully receive you don't let those who reject you get you so deflated that you're not yourself your new self your anointed self your prophesied self your purposed self your triumphant self, your overcoming self, your great self. Don't forget you belong to God. You're God's own possession, and he loves you more than Dwayne Wayne loved Whitley, more than Barack loves Michelle, more than some of y'all love your Lamborghinis. You belong to God. He wants to use you to reach those who will receive you. Don't let rejection stop you. Serve those who receive you and help them become All that God has ordained. And so I'm closing with this. This Christmas, remember the one who came unto his own. And his own received him not this Christmas rejoice in the one who received you when you repented of your sins and received him as your savior I want you to do that I want you to focus on him and his love for you and I don't know about you today but this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me let me get my dining hat the way on this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me because he's given me power to keep on going he's given me power to keep on serving. He's given me power to keep on becoming. He's given me power to become something I've never been before. Is there anybody here who knows that Jesus? Not just the Jesus who healed you. Not just the Jesus who opened doors for you. But the one who made you to become something you've never been before. Laugh like you never laughed before. Praise like you never praised before. Shout like you never shouted before. Hope like you never hoped before. Believe like you never believed before and serve like you never served before. I want to encourage somebody today. Move on past your rejection. Move on past the pain. Move on past the rejection. Move on past the hurt and let God use you. He may just use you to bring your loved one to Christ. He may just use you to bring your nephew to the Lord or bring your niece to Jesus. He may be the one to use you to bring your spouse to Christ to bring your cousin to Christ to bring your husband or your wife to Christ let God use you past the rejection because on the other side of your other of rejection is rejoicing is there anybody here who's glad you got Jesus you came to Jesus just as you were weary worn and sad but tell me did you find in him A resting place Don't lie to me, y'all Has he made you glad? Has he put joy in your soul? Has he put dancing in your feet? Has he put clapping in your hands? Don't let rejection stop you Let rejoicing move you Let rejoicing progress you Can anybody rejoice today? And give God a praise Based on what he's already done, is there anybody here who can praise him today for how he's already moved, how he's already blessed, how he's already come through? Is there anybody here who can give him a praise? Put those hands together and give God glory. Put those hands together and give God praise. And declare in your spirit you can use me have your way you can use me have your way use me to save somebody use me to heal somebody use me to deliver somebody and when God does it don't you take the credit for it just tell somebody look at God he done did it again look at God he done saved again look can at God, he done delivered again. Won't he do it? Won't God do it? Won't God do it? I know he will, because he's done it for me. Has he done it for you? The same God who's done it for you he'll do it through you the same God who's done it for you he'll do it through you but you've got to move past the rejection you've got to move past the people who reject you and believe that God has ordained and set aside a crowd to receive you serve them serve them help them them up pull them out help them amen
0: this has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins Georgia we thank you for listening if you're ever in the middle Georgia area please worship with us on the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family thank you for listening